Bridget, can you hear us? Yes. Good. Okay. Um, good evening, everyone. It is 5 o'clock on September 7th. This is the Franklin Board of Health meeting. It's a preliminary matter. My name is Timothy Cochran. I'm a board member. Permit me to confirm that all members and persons anticipated on the agenda are present and can hear me. Uh, Chairperson Bridget Sweet. And uh, Vice Chair Jeff Harris. Here. Staff, when I call your name, please respond in the affirmative. All staff present, except for Jenny McNeil. Yes, yes. Good evening. This is this open meeting and public hearing of the Franklin Board of Health. It's being conducted as a hybrid model, which means this meeting is convening in person and conference uh, via Google Hangout application. Please note this meeting is being recorded. Please remember to mute your phone or computer when you are not speaking. Please let us know if you have a question by raising your hand. Uh, are there any other questions about the hybrid meeting model at this point? Then we will open the board meeting for acceptance of the minutes, the first part of the agenda. Did everyone have the opportunity to review the meeting minutes from April 4th, 2022? Any questions or comments? Anything, Jeff? No. And because we're in a hybrid model, we'll take a vote uh, via roll call, but do I have a motion to accept the meeting minutes from April 4th, 2022? I make a motion to accept the meetings from April 22nd, 2022. Was it April 22nd? Uh, April 4th. April 4th? April 4th. Okay. Okay. Um, any second on the motion? Thank you. Okay. And then we'll take a vote via roll call. Uh, Jeff? Yes. Bridget? And I also vote yes. The meeting minutes are accepted as presented. Um, at this point, we'll turn over to new business, and I'll turn it over to Kathleen for a rundown of the agenda. All right, thank you. The only thing I want to correct the, the opening is Melissa, as well as Jenny's not here. Oh, my apologies. No, that's fine. And um, I just want that reflected. Um, so moving on to new business. Um, Bridget, I'd like to introduce you and Jeff. Tim already met him, John Robertson. Um, I'm not sure if you've met before, but he's our uh, regional health inspector. And so I'm going to have him give his report um, to the board. Um, so my report, I thank you. Um, so my report for August, uh, I had three housing code inspections, uh, one nuisance complaint inspection, uh, two uh, biannual inspections for food establishments, four food establishment reinspections, uh, one food uh, establishment complaint, two complaint reinspections, one foodborne illness inspection, uh, and two uh, food establishment uh, closures. Uh, and then under special inspections, I did one housing voucher inspection and uh, two they were full inspections, but check-ins on the task force, uh, housing task force. Um, and for uh, additional training, I'm working on uh, local public health institute training courses that are online uh, towards the public health foundation certificate. So I did several of those in August. Great. So that's what I have. Yeah, and I just want to add that John is uh, 
joined us. July 19th. July 19th. And, um, he's a great fit. He is um, an amazing inspector. Um, very, very, very impressed with what he has done so far. Um, Ginny just loves your inspection report. <laughs> <laughs> As do I. <laughs> Although lately we've been getting uh, how many eight pages, up to eight pages of uh, violations in a few places. So sure. um, John has spent a lot of time. Uh, you know, getting us back to pop up the pot from the pandemic, you know, yep. things been difficult for food establishments, staff, low staff, plus, you know, the pandemic, plus our inspections were, you know, neglect, not neglectful. We had food consultants coming back and forth, but to have someone in-house and doing it on a regular basis is huge. Uh, and, and John's definitely great, um, and we're happy to have him. Uh, Thank definitely you. welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Any yeah. questions, Bridget or Jeff? No. Not for me. John, thanks so much. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, public health nurse report. Okay. Hi, everyone. So, an update on communicable diseases, COVID-19. This data is from September 1st, so num numbers are subject to change from when I run these reports. Um, total cases for August, we had 174 versus 182 in July, so pretty stable. We are still performing rapid tests, testing at the Franklin Senior Center, and we are giving out free home kits. They're the iHealth brand to Franklin residents. Um, I also have the graph there just kind of showing um, all the different numbers. You can see how high it was December, January, and then the flux that we've been since then. Um, continuing other COVID-19, other communicable disease case investigations, if it's any kind of foodborne illnesses, anything like that that comes into the town, we do call and investigate. We had a COVID-19 booster clinic for ages 12 plus at the Franklin Senior Center on August 10th. Um, flu season is already fast upon us. Um, our most flu cases will be in fall and winter. Um, last year from August up until September when I ran this report, we had 81 suspected and confirmed flu cases and we already picked a date. We will be having a flu clinic for the fall at the Franklin Senior Center on October 12th from 1.30 to 4.30 p.m. Um, we have high dose, so that's for ages 65 and older, left are under 65 have already booked up very quickly. So anyone 65 and older and would like the high dose, which is better protection, better immune response, we have those available for free. Um, Tripoli and West Nile virus, we've had no cases in Franklin throughout the summer. Um, Franklin's still low risk at this time. I wanna say West Nile virus, there were two in Massachusetts, but they were in Suffolk County, they were in Norfolk County. Um, still been going to Central Park Terrace. Um, we had a heart disease bingo August 10th. I gave a few Pfizer boosters there on August 10th as well. A blood pressure clinic was performed there August 17th, and we have partnered with the Franklin Food Pantry to do a monthly mobile food pantry there, and it's been amazing. This will continue um, the fourth Wednesday of every month for the residents there. For meetings and trainings, still continuing bi-weekly local board of health webinars. Recently, we were on the Franklin Mass All Access TV and had a discussion with COVID about COVID-19. 
And then for future things, I'm doing a Stop the Bleed training with the help of Cassia, actually. It's going to be on September 14th, so I'm really excited about that. And we are doing a heart disease, reducing your risk, and we're going to have do blood pressures and blood sugars afterwards. That'll be September 27th. I'm still doing home visits, any kind of medication management. If anyone, you know, thinks of anything where they may need some help, they can reach out to me. I just want to um, let the board know um, we purchased 80 um, doses of uh, flu vaccine, um, 60 for the um, over 65, that's for four strains, yeah. and then uh, 20 for under 65. Um, this is purchased through the health department, which um, I just want to let you know the reason why we have 80 is we kind of we went back in time how many we have vaccinated. It's always about 70, 75 people. Um, last year, the town purchased the 80 from Santa Fe, um, and through, through the budget season, um, I have a budget line item now for the flu vaccine um, and medical supplies, which we've never had before. And um, just so you know, 80, 80 vaccines cost about $4,500. So um, I have a line item for 5000 so I'm really happy with that. So that's the way it'll stay um, unless things change and we see an increase and then I can ask for an increase in the budget at some point. Um, I also want to give kudos um, to Alicia because um, she, she, I probably told you guys this, but you banged your head against the wall for, <laughs> I think, weeks of the state. And rolling yeah. into the Vaccines for Children program with the state. Um, and we were approved and now you just, you ordered some vaccines. We started with a small shipment and if we do get more kids, we always can order more. It's just hard to tell. We got such a great turnout with our COVID vaccines, but we were also some of the first people to do it. Whereas most people, when you're going for your yearly visits, you get them at your doctor's office, people get them at CVS, Shaw's, any of those places. So. Um, it's, it's hard to predict how many we'll get for children. Yeah, but speak to the criteria for yeah. the, the, the uh, what is it, the B? So for state-supplied vaccines, there's very specific criteria that you must follow or else you'll be like in violation of the rules for it. And you have to be uninsured and underinsured. That does not include MassHealth, Medicare, Medicaid. Or you have to be 18 or under. You can be 18 in 10 months, you know, 18 and 11 months, that's fine. But so it's either for children or people who are uninsured or underinsured, which is also a hard population to find in this town. But I am reaching out to some places because those are the people that we want to give free vaccines to. So I am still trying, um, but obviously doing it for people that are 18 and under um, would be a good place to start also. Yeah, so we definitely thank you so much for- And we do have people signed up that are <laughs> under 18 for the clinic already, because I think people know we do do a great job with children. Of course, so, yeah, thank yeah. you. I wanted to make a note also that um, for seniors, and I'm sure people are aware, that they can get free COVID tests, five or six a month free. I know at CVS, over if you're 65 or older, I believe. Um, and we have plenty. Yeah. Still call us. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I hate to say this, but the governor released more money. Um, I shouldn't say more money, but more free kits to the towns again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we, okay. we had over 2,000, didn't we? Did we have a, we had like 8,000. Yeah, we had 8,000. And then I took more.
more from a camp. Yes, yeah. we're like halfway. You should have seen us camp. unloading. Like we had, <laughs> we had an assembly line in the senior center. We had carts and we had walk I mean, boxes to the ceiling. Yeah, we still have a decent. Now they 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 expire pretty fast, though. I think they extend the expiration, so ours are good until the end of January. Yeah, but who knows if they'll extend those? You know what I mean? So with fall approaching kids back in school we have the COVID test so people can call us we're here to help and give them to people so if people so if people are looking for access to those tests the best way to get them is to call the help yeah or well our number is we're at the franklin senior center so me and cassie okay. do have yeah. separate lines but if anyone ever did call the health department they could yeah, the okay. transfer, yeah. yeah. great yeah and we have a few with the health department too some people do come in so we make i made sure to keep a box or even for municipal employees that may need to test. We've even dropped them off at people's houses when they can't leave. You know, we're, we're willing to help people in any way that we can. Definitely. All right. Thank you. And Cassia, Yes. So um, still updating the Franklin North Road Rentham dashboards every Friday. And in the month of August for Franklin, there are 174 confirmed COVID-19 cases. Um, the last week of August, Franklin had 29 positive COVID-19 cases. Vaccination rates were at 79%, um, and there have been no COVID-19 related deaths in the month of August. And cases have decreased from 4% uh, from July 2022 to August 2022. Um, I know we're just talking about the COVID-19 self-test kit, so we have those at the senior center. Just give us a call um, if you need any. Um, have the regroup text, so sending out weekly wellness updates uh, through the regroup text and emails to raise awareness. This month was immunization, sun safety, and contact lens health. Um, we had a health bingo that was created and presented um, for the Franklin Housing Authority for Heart Health. Um, I created a story map to educate the community about water safety, such as E. coli and blue, green, blue algae in ponds. Um, the E. coli results of beaver ponds um, are updated on that story map each week and have been at safe levels all summer. Um, doing surveillance and case manage management, so calling COVID-19 and communicable disease cases, answering questions, giving guidance, and reporting data into MAVEN. Um, one of the big, biggest projects I've been doing over the past month is the healthcare resources and services. So working with the GIS specialist in creating a system for residents um, to navigate and learn about health services offered in Franklin, Norfolk, and Rentham. Um, and we have a upcoming health fair on October 19th, 2022 from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Franklin Public Library. So far, we have 30 exhibitors that RSVP'd. We have four uh, performances. There's gonna be a lot of activities for children and adults, farm stand, food truck, and a lot more. Um, this past month, we had the COVID-19 clinic. So I assisted in setting up, monitoring, and checking individuals in for the COVID-19 booster shots. Um, I attended, it was two days of a CDC virtual workshop on applied epidemiology and environmental health. And then we also did the um, the Franklin All Access TV interview. So attended and discussed um, discussion by Franklin All Access TV to answer questions about COVID-19 community. Yeah, good job. Yeah. And I just want to say um, the GIS uh, community resource. Yeah. Um, so we came.
saw something similar to this. Where did we see that? Where did it come from? Though? It was like the GIS site, right? Yeah, the GIS. The so health I, equity. Yeah, so right, health equity. So I broached the subject with Cassia months ago, um, and she started working on this particular GIS um, program, and then Natalie came on board. She's our GIS person. And what they put together far exceeded my expectation. It's insanely good. I mean, you guys are going to die when you see it. So we'll, we're going to roll it out soon. And yeah. so that we have a meta comment. I feel like I'm being rude to Bridget. But we have a meta comment um, uh, website. Yeah. And so it's going to be embedded there. It will also be embedded in ours. Norfolk and Redland can make yeah. that decision on their own. So stay tuned. Next month, um, we'll give you uh, a, a three-minute tour, I guess yeah. you might say. It doesn't take too long to no. kind of grasp. But it's so cool because just say in Franklin, um, you want to look at your opticians, right? Mm -hmm. Who in optical? And then she has all of them. No, you go into it. It's on the map. The map comes up. It's so cool. And then you click on one of them, and then yeah. all the information of the services and stuff that come up on the side. So I'm really doing a terrible job describing yes. it because it's way better than what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but the time and effort that went into this is just crazy. And we're kind of looking at, I'm, I'm now I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm hooked to GIS. So we're looking at another big project yeah. Yeah. Um, to work on. So I just want to you know, commend you on such a great job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so that's great. Stay tuned to that. Um, so then, um, Master Private Public Health Baseline Capacity Assessment Discussion, I probably should have taken a copy of this for you. I just wanted to let you know, things are kind of changing at the Department of Public Health um, for local health departments. Um, so 309 communities in the Commonwealth are now part of the Shared Service Grant or Shared Service Collaborative, like Franklin, Rentham, and Norfolk are. Um, and so, over the next six months, um, DPH is going to be conducting what's called a baseline capacity assessment to understand and document the current status of local and regional public health services across the state. Um, and so this is going to be a little bit of work um, on our end, um, especially me and Jenny. Um, so I just wanted to kind of, I'll make sure I send this out to you because I don't want to read it word for word before you to tears. Um, but I think as changes are coming, and um, based on the capacity assessment, um, based on capacity assessment. So what I'll do is I'll scan this and send this to you because I don't think it's in your packet. Um, but I think that the DPH wants to come up with some type of strategic action plan that looks at regionalization, no longer called shared service uh, collaborative. Um, which I think we just need to keep uh, a, a look on, that's all. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to bring that up. Bridget, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think it's the direct response to the governor not signing the state just trying to build. Okay. So now uh, it's, uh, it's the Department of Public Health pulling the resources back together and showing that this is a successful project. Um, so if somebody's like going to pass me up properly, Showcasing what we are getting out of it, it should be, it should be fine. Okay. All right. Do you want me to keep keep everyone abreast of this? Um, of any of what how we're how we're proceeding, or 
do you have do you want to do you have any comment on that?
in compliance with nine federal um, FDA standards. And um, Diane from Relevant, Diane, what's her last name? Lachier. Lachier. From Relevant, yeah. who, who runs our software, we purchased our software, instructional software from, is going to be writing the, the grant for me for standard nine, which is industry and consumer um, communication, right? Basically. Um, so, you know, your director just isn't easy, like quarterly newsletter, whatever. So um, I met with the Peter at Franklin. producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.